welcome to the Kayin Spells and Skills podcast. I'm your host, Annabelle Koo, and thanks for joining me in embodying the magic of personal healing and collective liberation. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Happy 2023, happy Lunar New Year, and happy Pisces season. For this episode, I wanted to share some reflections on this new lunar year, along with a prompt for working with the emotion of fear and the practice of connection. So we are now about one month into a new lunar year, It's a yin water rabbit year. And as someone who was born in a rabbit year myself, I wanted to learn more about what this year was all about. In recent years, I started to do this thing where at the start of every new season or new lunar year, I would refer to the holistic Chinese framework called the five element theory for understanding elemental cycles of life and transformation. So in this framework, every element is associated with a season, an organ, cardinal direction, color, and emotion. And so this year, I was reminded that the element of water is associated with the emotion of fear. And I have to say, when I read this, I was not totally okay with this. Um, I was like, why does it have to be fear? Can we please get a break from feeling terrified for like five seconds? (sighs) But um, I'm also trying really hard to remember that every emotion has something to teach us and that every emotion exists to guide us. So maybe this year isn't going to be about drowning in fear, but somehow learning how to respond to it. So this episode, I'm going to share some reflections on what we can learn from the rabbit, yin energy, and the element of water. So first up, um, rabbit energy, Um, according to the Chinese-American artist and mystic, Miss Tangyu at Tiger Eye Astrology, this rabbit year invites us to focus on connection on a small scale by nourishing local communities and building intimacy and support in relationships. So it's a time for rest, recovery, and reflection, and a time for cultivating emotional and spiritual medicine and support. And, you know, rabbits have an image of being soft and fuzzy, and they're definitely sensitive, and they're constantly being preyed upon, and yet they're also very resilient. They adapt brilliantly to danger by burrowing unseen tunnels and networks underground, and they also know how to look for food actually all year round. And sometimes they have to make the most of what they have when no plants are available. So they'll eat dry branches. Sometimes they have to eat their own poops. Um, I think this is just another strategy for them to make the best out of what they have. Um, And yeah, some special rabbit 
strategies there. Um, and it, in Chinese astrology, rabbits are a lucky sign. In um, the Chinese zodiac origin story, the rabbit was actually helped by the dragon, which is actually the year coming up next, which is going to be a very powerful year. So now's the time to chill and relax um, in anticipation of that coming up. Um, so yeah, in the Chinese zodiac origin story, the rabbit was actually helped by the dragon. And um, this emphasized the value of receiving support and being given a second chance. The rabbit also demonstrates a patience with tending to the more everyday forms of care in preparation um, yeah, for more powerful transformations coming up in the dragon year. Rabbits are also primed to practice forgiveness and to live peacefully, focusing on being gentle with ourselves instead of hustling all the time. When I think of fear in relation to rabbits, the first thing I imagine is like that look rabbits have when they're out of their burrows as they're searching for food while also being aware of predators and danger. And there's this tentative way that they explore um, and then their long ears go up in the air and they seem really scared. But it kind of started to make me wonder, is it more that they're not necessarily scared, but they're actually keenly listening and maybe they're actually really good at tuning in to what's going on. So those are some rabbit wisdom <laughs> facts um, I'm hoping might uh, help inform the way we might lean in to the energy of this year. And so the second thing is um, some reflections on this yin energy. So when I reflect on fear, one of the things I was thinking of was how much fear is the basis for oppression. So for one, fear in the form of terror is intentionally and systemically used as a strategy to perpetuate colonialism, capitalism, and heteropatriarchy, among many other things. Um, but secondly, oppression is also born out of a reaction to fear. So I have a theory that European colonization developed as um, actually a pretty dysregulated reaction to the trauma of disconnection. And I learned about this um, probably the first time through the book Caliban and the Witch, written by um, a feminist sociologist named Sylvia Federici. And she wrote about how early capitalism in Europe followed the plague, which was very devastating and traumatic on as you can imagine, an individual and collective level. And there was a huge unrepaired rupture in the relationship people had to death and natural cycles, the land and interdependence. And so that wound was created and it was deepened through a bunch of things. So one was there is the establishment of what were called enclosures and this was the beginning of the concept of land as property and capital. And then this led to policies later on and institutions based on a distrust and fear of the natural world, the human body, as well as the fear of the feminine and anyone deemed as other. 
and this fear of the unknown and the so-called irrational led to an increased sense of alienation from the land and the body as sacred and rather, you know, seen as materials and objects to be dissected, examined, and controlled. And more recently, um, the somatic abolitionist Resma Menachem wrote about how in the book, um, My Grandmother's Hands, about how the collective trauma response to the brutality and terror in Europe was carried over to North America through settler colonialism and slavery. And the violence of these trauma responses can be seen um, today very much in racial profiling, police brutality, the prison industrial complex, um, anti-abortion movements, transphobic policies, among many other examples, unfortunately. And so, yeah, this violent response of fear has also impacted us as individuals in the form of self-criticism, self-punishment, um, being in constant survival mode, and focusing on scarcity. And in this process, losing that sense of ourselves or feeling a disconnection from things that would normally ground us and connect us um, intergenerationally through our ancestry or things that would connect us to other people like our communities. And so these oppressive systems all stem from a reaction to a fear of the unknown with an urgency to control, to create an illusion of safety. And yeah, there's an emphasis or an overemphasis on immediate action and endless expansion and consumption. And that's created a deep collective imbalance. And so, you know, thinking about imbalance and balance, um, back to the um, energy and concept of yin, um, you know, the yin-yang concept of balance illustrates two opposite but complementary aspects. So yin represents this receptive energy that emphasizes stillness, contemplation, softness, quiet, and rest, and um, Yang represents an action-oriented energy that emphasizes movement, growth, expansion. And so according to the yin-yang concept, systemic oppression, I feel, is an over-expression of Yang energy. So, you know, when one aspect is over-expressed, there's an imbalance and the life-giving qualities of both yin and yang are compromised. And so the yin, the yang is energy, the, the yang energy's potential for change and movement and growth turns into a type of poison, a poisonous energy without its complementary counterpart, the yin energy. And so as a yin year, the rabbit, the water rabbit year invites us to focus on this yin energy, um, this yin way of being that is so needed right now. And so, you know, the yin energy of this year might invite us to divest our energy and resources from systems that rely on fear-driven control, endless expansion and profits, and meanwhile, the destruction of the planet. And it might, it might also invite us to divest from 
the violent ways that we also treat ourselves and each other through constant criticism, punishment, isolation, and disconnection. And finally, the other reflection I was having was, um, yeah, trying to understand this idea or concept or energy of water. And so in traditional Chinese medicine, fear is the emotion associated with the element of water. So water is also associated with our kidneys, which hold our genetics and intergenerational knowledge. It is also associated with the color black, representing the deepest essence of life and the source of all being. And one of my teachers, Chilan Mustaine, describes water season, which is winter, <laughs> as representing the pause between the exhale of autumn and the inhale of spring. So water represents the moment after we let go or die and also, it's the moment before we are ready to come alive again. And so in the same way, water can also be thought of as a dream state, somewhere between falling asleep and waking up again, the place we rest into, and also imagining new ways of being. And so, yeah, if fear exists in a realm of possibility, is there not also the possibility for connection? in this liminal space of longing. And when I consider water in this way, I imagine like a womb environment, a watery container of protection, nourishment, and connection. And so, yeah, I was thinking like, what if we can hold our fear with the compassion of a womb? Would we be able to follow that fear to prompt us to lean into connection, like to be held in that womb rather than react to it as a trigger for violence, which we often see? And yeah, you know, like one of the most primal survival responses to fear is a calling out for help or vocalizing. And I think we talked about this in a previous episode um, about survival strategies, one, one primal survival strategy is called attach cry. And its purpose is to seek assistance and safety in social connection. And so when we intentionally seek and find connection, it can be that return to collectivity. It could be a coming home to a sense of inherent belonging um, power and worth. And so, yeah, this, this year's unit water rabbit energy can offer support for seeking connection with others, with ourselves and the earth. And so, yeah, here are some examples. I thought I would share some examples of ways we might expand our window of tolerance or rather like a window of awareness for both holding space to observe fear and to also find our path to safe connection again. So in terms of, yeah, connecting with others, some examples might be um, feeding and deepening your trusted relationships, however that might be, if it's just reaching out to people, um, 
connecting in whatever ways feel good, um, reaching out to practice, asking for help and practice receiving that care and support. Definitely easier said than done, but um, yeah, that's why it's a practice. It's kind of hard, but yeah, trying to lean into that web of interdependence, into this idea that we really need each other. And another example to connect with others might be sharing your dreams and desires with others, Um, relaxing if possible into that fertile void, um, embracing non-linear things. So creativity, mind mapping can be fun. Um, I was speaking with a friend about getting together and just collaging and being in this space of (laughs) non-linearness. Um, and yeah, there's a, there's a nice way that we can connect with others when we're not, there isn't necessarily a goal. We're just there together. So that's, those are some ideas for connecting with others. Um, just some other examples for connecting with yourself. This might look like tending to the tension in your body, um, with joy, pleasure, softening, um, Physical touch could be one of them, singing, stretching, um, massages, um, soaking or floating in water was another idea. Just, again, thinking of that womb kind of sensation or experience, or even just connecting with the feeling of water, if that's possible or enjoyable for you. (laughs) Um, Connecting with yourself could look like pausing taking breaks, practicing your boundaries. I'm sort of thinking again of rabbits, like burrowing and finding that whatever that burrow experience might be for you. Um, I wrote finding your inner sanctuary um, and just whatever that might look like or feel like for you. And the other, the third idea for connecting with yourself would be practicing self-forgiveness and compassion for being um, a multidimensional human and not a um, unbreakable robot or a perfect final product to be consumed. Just enjoying yourself in this space of in-between, if that's you know what it feels like for you. And finally, yeah, some ideas for connecting with the land and the earth, um, listening closely to the elements, whatever you notice, like the weather, the clouds, the rain, the wind, um, even the snow, maybe noticing the stillness and patience in nature, just that quality, um, that exists in the elements. Again, uh, connecting with water or bodies of water, um, staying hydrated and nourished if you can. And finally, yeah, imagining and visioning collective liberation as something that's imminent and life-giving. So those are some ideas I kind of just brainstormed for connecting. Um, And yeah, I just wanted to get that ball rolling for you all. And my prompts for you this episode is, what is your path to fear and connection? What does that look like? What does your fear tell you about 
what you need to feel supported? And what would practicing more peace and recovery look like for you? So those are some things to think about. Um, I'm just sitting here. I'm hopefully going to go to bed very soon. I'm definitely in the yin water rabbit vibe <laughs> these days. Um, it's, it snowed and it was fake spring a couple years, uh, a couple years. I guess it's felt that way a couple weeks ago in Toronto. And now it's like, yeah, it's still winter. So I'm very sleepy, but I'm trying to embrace that and not let fear take over. Um, just enjoying that feeling like maybe it's okay to rest. <laughs> and yeah, as I, I'm recording this, I'm sitting alone. Um, but this is my practice. This is, you know, me answering my prompts, <laughs> reaching out to you. Um, and I'm trying to think of it as the way water flows through, you know, different avenues, rivers, streams, and it's all flowing towards the ocean. And I'm imagining that's kind of how I'm feeling. And what I'm putting out there is, you know, all these little podcast episodes are like little drops falling into a river and they're trying to find their way to the collective, to you, um, back to the ocean. And yeah, that's my commitment that I'm <laughs> speaking out loud. Um, as a spell for dissolving fear this year, um, just sending out these ripples, um, yeah, over the podcast, social media, newsletters. I'm definitely going to be putting one out soon. Um, and yeah, these things really stir up a lot of fear for me personally. Um, I want to be able to lean into that more. I want to remember that fear is okay to feel and that actually we can follow its path and we can let it guide us back to life affirming connection. So yes, I am sitting here in my fear and also trying to connect. Um, and I'm so glad you are here. I'm so glad you chose to listen to the podcast today. I'm wishing you a beautiful year ahead and maybe let our fears carry us to the shores of connection this year and always. And yeah, I'll see you on the next episode. You can look forward to, if you're listening to everything in order, um, some really great interviews. Um, one with my friend Shanga Tagore about a million amazing things, but like some keywords are um, heart surgery, breaking intergenerational patterns, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the 90s. And then there's another interview coming up with my other friend, Ru Kyung, about celebration, um, play, grief, magic. Um, stay tuned. There will be lots to explore in those interviews. And I'm really excited to bring them to you. Um, and they'll be out hopefully in the next week or two. So stay tuned for that. And I'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Thanks. 
Thanks again for joining me on the Kayin Spells and Skills podcast. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review. You can stay in touch with all Kayin Spells and Skills updates by signing up to my newsletter on my website and following me on Instagram and Facebook. I love hearing from you, so please contact me through my website to let me know what you'd like to learn more about in future episodes. 